Hello, and welcome to the Letters from Our Fathers podcast, where we explore the actual history of America's founding fathers from their own written words and personal correspondence, but without modern partisan political ideologies. I am your host, Roman. Now let's learn some real history. Welcome back to the podcast where TLDR does not apply and the study of history is a way of life absolutely every single day of the week. Where we are reading the instruction manual that came with the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. That would be the letters from our founding fathers. Welcome to it. We're going to continue on in our uh, short series here. Short episode series. Hope everybody's enjoying this. If you have any comments, you can leave those on Apple Podcasts. That's where I check for the reviews. If you don't have access to Apple Podcasts and you want to leave a comment, Patreon is where you can do that. Link in the show notes. If you have uh, other reasons that you feel like you need to be getting a hold of me, Patreon is how you do that. I'm going to read to you the resolutions of the town of Boston on November the 5th of 1773. Very instructive. Said to have been written in the hand of one Mr. Samuel Adams, a.k.a. the father of the American Revolution, a.k.a the big guns of the American Revolution. And starting off now, I quote, Whereas it appears by an act of British Parliament passed in the last sessions that the East India Company are, by the said act allowed, to export their teas into America in such quantities as the Lord of the Treasury shall judge proper. And some people with an evil intent to amuse the people and others through inattention to the true design of the act have so construed the same. As that the tribute of three pence on every pound of tea is not to be enacted by the detestable taskmasters there, upon the due consideration thereof resolved that the sense of the town cannot be better expressed on this occasion than in the words of certain judicious resolves lately entered into by our worthy brethren, the citizens of Philadelphia. Wherefore, resolved that the disposal of their own property is the inherent right of free men, that there can be no property in that which another can of right take from us without our consent, end quote. Without our consent. The problem with this tax that they're referring to, this is, this is basically talking a lot about the Tea Act, the Tea Tax, and so on and so forth. The problem they had with it in large measure was the lacking of their consent, the local assemblies. If they would have run this through the local assembly there in, in Massachusetts, and it would have been adopted and passed, it would have been more generally accepted. Local, local, local. The concentration of power is dangerous to liberty. If you gather nothing at all from the words of Samuel Adams, but for one thing, please understand that. The concentration of power is dangerous to liberty. It eventuates most of the time in the people being reduced to slavery over and over and over again throughout history, people. Make no mistake, this is not a game. It only seems like a game because we're playing tiddlywinks and silly buggers in 2024 and the 21st century generally. Samuel Adams back in 1773 was not playing silly buggers. That's not what he was doing. He lived in the real world. Best adapt your mind for that. And if you want to take my advice, you would do well to do so. And if you don't want to take my advice, then every terrible thing that happens to this country, the United States of America, 
will be greatly deserved. And I don't want to hear any complaining. That's the takeaway from this podcast more as much as anything else. If America, if you don't take the advice of Samuel Adams, because it's not really my advice. I'm just sending a message here. I'm a messenger. If you don't take this advice, if you don't understand what we're talking about here and study history so that we never repeat it, those who do not understand history are doomed to repeat it, the wise man once said. If you don't study this history with me and you repeat it, I don't want to hear one freaking word of complaint from you people. I don't care how bad it gets. I literally don't give a crap how bad it gets. Think about the worst things that have ever happened to humanity or to an entire civilization throughout the history of the world. I don't care if you don't take this advice. If you don't listen to the words of Samuel Adams and John Adams and Dr. Franklin and William Tudor and Samuel Cooper and George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and so many others. I'll read this section one more time and then we'll get started into the main body. Quote, resolved that the disposal of their own property is the inherent right of freemen, that there can be no property, and that which another can of right take away from us without our consent, end quote. Without our consent, through their legislatures, through their local assemblies, people gather together by representative in assemblies, locally, locally, and under constitutional law, make decisions. There you go. Always keep that in mind. There's a structure to this. We do this together as a people. But there's a right way to do it, and then there's a wrong way to do it. Let us continue into the main body. Quote, That the claim of Parliament to tax America is, in other words, a claim of right to buy contributions on us at pleasure. Second, That the duty imposed by Parliament upon tea landed in America is a tax on the Americans or levying contributions on them without their consent. Third, that the express purpose of which the tax is levied on Americans, namely for the support of government, the administration of justice, and the defense of His Majesty's dominions in America, has a direct tendency to render assemblies useless and to introduce arbitrary government and slavery, end quote. Remember that previous letter that I read in this series, talking about the executive being independent of the legislature. What, that, what he means in that context, by the way, in case somebody didn't get that, they didn't mean separation of powers, the internal controls that I spoke about before. He means an executive operating by dictatorial fiat without the legislature at all being involved in much of anything. And what is it that he says, Samuel Adams, by the way, I want to say this one more time loud and proud so everybody understands who it is that's speaking right now. The father of the American revolution. I did not give him that title. Other people did. Samuel Adams said, and or excuse me, John Adams said, and I'm paraphrasing, the true history of the revolution could not be written without the character of Samuel Adams. I personally refer to him as the big guns of the American revolution for reasons. Quote, has a direct tendency to render assemblies useless and to introduce arbitrary government and slavery, end quote. The concentration of power, ladies and gentlemen, is dangerous to liberty. Making everything a federal issue is dangerous to liberty. Concentrating so much authority in the general government is dangerous to liberty. Abandoning the rights of the states, the sovereignty of the independent states, is dangerous to liberty. Dissolving the authority of the independent states is dangerous to liberty. Rendering impotent the various legislatures in this union is dangerous to liberty. 
every man in this country trying to be an island unto himself and not operating within the structures of the General Assemblies, the likes of which Samuel Adams describes is dangerous to liberty. But what are we doing in this country today? Everything I just described. America, you could not be trying to dissolve the Union and destroy the Union more than you are right now. If you put a plan to it and executed the destruction of the Union, it could not be better orchestrated than this right now, what you're doing. You absolute incompetent buffoons, those of you who are doing it. Again, I speak generally of America. Joe Smith in Fayetteville, you're still safe. I have no idea who you are or what you're doing. Some people out there in America understand this. Most people in America don't understand this. And don't even get me started on the people of Europe. There are a handful of people in Europe who understand this. There might be another handful yet that want to learn about this. But the vast majority of them seem to be of no particular concern about anything it is that Samuel Adams is describing here. Like nothing bad could ever happen despite the evidence of the last 200 years or so of European history. Anybody feeling me on this one? Anybody out there hearing me? More specifically, are you hearing Samuel Adams? Continuing on, fourth, that a virtuous and steady opposition to the ministerial plan of governing America is absolutely necessary to preserve even the shadow of liberty and is a duty which every freeman in America owes to his country, to himself, and to his posterity, end quote. Marching orders by way of the people of Massachusetts and Samuel Adams. For God's sakes, America, could you just do that? Could you just understand what he's talking about here and how terrible this was back then in 1773? Apparently, America can't. Because I couldn't even pay most Americans to listen to this podcast. If I was a multi-billionaire and I offered every single American like $100, every single adult American, which would probably amount to 200 million plus people, right? A hundred bucks or something like that to listen to this podcast. I still couldn't get them to do it. It's almost like that suicide cult that I talked about in that episode, Democracy is a Suicide Cult. It's almost like that's true. People don't want to understand what Samuel Adams is talking about here. Because they're trying to kill this civilization. And they're trying to kill everything that Samuel Adams describes here. Quote, his country, to himself, and to his posterity, end quote. They're trying to kill all of that. They're trying to kill the country, they're trying to kill themselves, and they're trying to kill their posterity. In this suicide cult that is the United States of America, by and large. With some exceptions out there, obviously. Hopefully the people who listen to this podcast. Quote, that a virtuous and steady opposition to the ministerial plan of governing America is absolutely necessary to preserve even the shadow of liberty, end quote. There's that word again, virtue. Virtue, virtue, virtue. But what kind of virtue? What does that mean? In the context of Samuel Adams, what virtue is he talking about? I read it to you. Thanksgiving with Samuel Adams in the year of our Lord, I believe it was 1796. That's the virtue he's talking about, in case anybody's curious. Because in the modern day, that word virtue has kind of been twisted and turned to mean just about anything that anybody wants it to mean, depending on what day of the week it is. One should marvel at the value that you get out of this podcast. And some do. Not because of me, but because of these fine words by the people of Massachusetts. Which should be our marching orders for the United States for the last 250 years. Is there anything wrong with what he's reading here? Anything wrong? Right here. Right here. 
you know, there's an old joke that people, um, you know, they used to they used to joke about Christian people. They were Bible thumpers out there thumping that Bible. Well, here I'm thumping the words of our founding fathers because apparently, unlike most Americans, I actually have more than a few brain cells to rub together, and I can study this material with the other intelligent people who actually stay on this podcast for some length of time. Thank you for that. At the end of the day, this podcast is really just going to be a collection of the American people who have more than a few brain cells to rub together, unlike the rest of them. I tell you, I, folks, I run into so many things in my life that demonstrate the stupidity of the American people. It almost defies belief. The American people's, you know, it's, it's, like an, it's like this unstoppable force, this desire to just remain inside the gravitational pull of stupid. It's insatiable amongst most Americans. So I'm very grateful for those who listen to this podcast who are not that way. Thank you for that. It's the only thing that gives me hope in this world. Let us continue. Quote, that the resolutions lately come by the East India Company to send out their teas to America subject to the payment of duties on its being landed here is an open attempt to enforce the ministerial plan and a violent attack upon the liberties of America, end quote. A violent attack? Why is it violent? What makes it violent? This is not the first time that we've heard this. We've heard this from the House of Burgesses and, and multiple other people that these were violent measures. Why do they keep saying that? Because, again, it wasn't run through their legislature. They had no representation at all over there in that stupid parliament in Great Britain. Representation in an assembly, in a legislature, is necessary. These people saw it necessary to their constitution, their British constitution, such as it was at the time. And to act in any other respect, outside of the constitution, outside of their legislature, by dictatorial fiat, was a violent attack. Make note of that. Continuing on, sixth, that, that it is the duty of every American to oppose this attempt. End quote. That's the second time he said that. In the preceding section, uh, the fourth section, quote, And it is a duty which every freeman in America owes to his country, to himself, and his posterity. End quote. Continuing on, quote, That it is the duty of every American to oppose this attempt. End quote. The duty... The responsibility of an American citizen like today, for example, right? Yes. To oppose what? Unconstitutional acts. Now, to be able to oppose an unconstitutional act, one would probably have to know what is and what is not unconstitutional. How the heck are you going to know that unless you study the instruction manual that came with the United States Constitution? You can read the Constitution. It's incredibly brief which has been the problem for the last 200-plus years, because people are too stupid to understand what it means. And that's why things like the Second Amendment get defended with crime statistics, which isn't a problem per se. It's just incomplete and wholly inadequate for the defense of the Bill of Rights. Not even close. Amongst other things. It is our duty, our duty to understand what is and what is not constitutional. And listening to nine morons talk about that is not helpful. It doesn't matter what they think, really, because they're just nine morons. What matters is what this man said, Samuel Adams, and also John Adams, and, Mr. and General Washington, and James Madison, for God's sakes. He was what? The father of the American Constitution? Yeah. And John Adams, why? Well, he wasn't at the Constitutional Convention there, Roman. Why do you think John Adams? He wrote one of the first constitutions in the United States. He wrote one of the first and one of the best constitutions ever written in the history of the world. 
The Constitution for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, in case anybody's curious. I have looked for our rights there and found them in those documents, not by the dictates of nine morons. All they can ever do if they're doing their job right is do what I do and send a message. That's all they can do. But all too often, they want to do the other thing and play God. Continuing on, quote, seventh, that whoever shall directly or indirectly countenance this attempt or in any wise aid or abet in unloading, receiving, or vending the tea sent or to be sent out by the East India Company while it remains subject to the payment of a duty here is an enemy to America. End quote. Mother of God. This was, again, this is the resolutions of the town of Boston. This isn't somebody's blog. Continuing on, quote, Eighth, that a committee be immediately chosen to wait on those gentlemen who it is reported are appointed by the East India Company to receive and sell said tea, and to request them from a regard to their own characters and the peace and good order of this town and province immediately to resign their appointment, end quote. And that constitutes the, uh, the large majority of the resolves therein. What it was that they were talking about back there in Massachusetts in 1773, on that day. You know, a lot of times the American people are looking for how to conduct themselves. What are we to do? Oh my gosh, how do we solve these problems? And they run to every moron they can possibly find behind a microphone or on the news who gives them the same tired crap time and time again, built upon a foundation of disputes, dissension, and factions. Factions. I look to the Founding Fathers. I look to the instruction manual, to the Declaration of Independence and the United States Constitution and the other constitutions. I look to the good people of Boston in 1773 and 1774. I look to the people of Massachusetts in the same time. I don't look to some moron today for my guidance. I don't look to some moron today to save us. I'm not looking for the Messiah figure in 2024. I'm not looking to anoint some village Ill idiot our new God, a living God, like the old Roman emperors from back in the day. Nor am I trying to appoint some faction to be the living God on this earth. That kind of thing, I believe Sam Adams, I'm speculating somewhat here, but I believe Span Samuel Adams would articulate that kind of endeavor as the work of the Whore of Babylon. As he used those words, the whore of Babylon, to describe a certain group of people. More specifically, a kind of attitude. A way of doing things. In America, for a very long time now, your conduct has been that of the whore of Babylon. I would earnestly suggest that you stop. And you adapt a more rational thought process to your conduct in the modern day. You can serve America, or you can serve the party. But you cannot and never will be able to serve both. If you want to preserve the Union, if you want to maintain our frame of government, and you want to maintain our independent states, I hope that you will join me in cobbling together the wisdom of Mr. Samuel Adams and others, so that we may learn exactly how it is we are to do that and what it is exactly we are not supposed to be doing. I hope you found this episode of the podcast informative, enlightening in some particular kind of way. If you did and you have comments, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Upon my return from my absence, 
I will attend to the comments and questions on Apple Podcasts, and if anybody leaves any on uh, Patreon, I will do. Uh, I will cover those as well. And I hope that I will see you on the next episode of this here podcast. And with all of that said, this is Roman signing out. Thank you. <laughs>